KRXO FM and KRXO HD Oklahoma City. KRXO Claremore Tulsa, a product of Tyler Media, reaching over 1 million Oklahomans every week. Now, TotallyTickets.com presents the Franchise Oklahoma City Thunder First Take Postgame Show on 107.7 The Franchise and 107.9 The Franchise Tulsa. You wanted the best, you got the best. That's right, TV's Jerry alive and in your face. We're doing a twofer. We didn't do one yesterday for Houston because let's be honest, no one really gave a damn. It was a good game yesterday, but here we are. They went to the home of uh, Mr. Prince himself, the Purple Rainer, and they rained down threes upon threes as they took out the Minnesota Timberwolves, 112 to 103. To break all this down, I collected my group of superheroes, and yes, we're closer to Marvel than DC, but you can play with whatever you want. It might be the Jerry Ramsey Extended Cut. Brady Trantham, Brandon Rabar joins us all today gentlemen how are you doing i'm doing good i uh my first time in studio with with brady and jerry i'm pretty excited especially since there's some glass between me and jerry uh this thunder team though continues to just surprise they're not supposed to be doing this uh they're two and oh over the past two days even though they only started two total starters uh they started g league players rookies undrafted sophomores and yet they uh, beat the minnesota timberwolves and the houston rockets and uh, we're going to break it down tonight we absolutely are breaking it down like i said brandon rubar daily thunder old man game podcast and uh, just overall scrumptious little guy <laughs> now let's talk to the most scrumptious of scrumptious i don't like it when i work with you and you cover your hair uh, I need to see that long locks of Thor-like hair you have flow. Well, I got headphones on, too. Yeah, so. no, it's terrible, but that's <laughs> fine. But Brady Trantham also joining us, uh, OKC82, Inside OU Podcast. And uh, fans only yet? Uh, almost. Still working on the, uh, I would say the kinks, but, it, you know. <laughs> <laughs> is, I, it, is it too late? <laughs> I've pre-subscribed to that, by the way. There, there you go. Good. Uh, two things. One, I'm just now realizing that this is not the Michigan LSU post-game show, so I'll, uh, I'll leave you two alone to your thunder talk. <laughs> and, uh, and number two, man, Minnesota's not good. <laughs> <laughs> and a back-to-back with Houston and Minnesota it should be a crime. The NBA needs to answer for this. Absolutely. And that's the thing. We, like I said, we did not do a postgame for Houston. One, it was in the middle of the afternoon, and nobody cared. No, really. If this is one of the greatest March Madden. And I don't know if it's because I missed it last season or what it is, but my hunger and thirst for everything that's going on in the brackets has just been off the charts. Brandon, I don't know how much of a college basketball fan you are, but have you got caught up in the uh, in the brackets? Yeah, it started because I've been doing so much research on this 2021 draft, like trying to figure out you know who the Thunder might pick. And so I just naturally have been watching those guys and, of course, all the Oklahoma schools. And I had to get caught up in, in Oral Roberts. And, and so, yeah, I'm, I'm caught up into March Madness right now. <laughs> It's uh, hard not to get caught up in oral. I no, mean, it's not. Everybody, <laughs> everybody's enjoying some oral love in the last few days. Absolutely. So. And this is a uh, BJ and B in the uh, evening, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Late evening. That's right. In the late evening, and we're going to talk exclusively exclusively about oral basketball. But uh, you know, Brady, uh, it does go back to the Thunder, and this happens to me every single year. And tell me if this didn't happen to you. You watch a ton of college basketball, which we have in the last couple of days. And then you watch NBA basketball. It's it's a hard. It's like it's a had, hard transition. Okay, people who do triathlons. 
Do you know what I'm talking about? The ride the bike, swim, and run? And your legs feel weird after you did one event to jump on and do the next one? That's kind of what it felt like to watch NBA basketball, like, for real tonight. I'm just like, man, the the pace of this is just, whoa. Yeah, I, I know it's different for everybody else. And, uh, you know, some people grew up watching college basketball as opposed to college football. Like, it took me an extra few years to get in college basketball. But I can watch college football one day and then transition to the NFL the next day. And I understand that the defenses are going to be much different. The scoring is going to be down. But it's still, like, an easy transition. College basketball, with their lack of spacing, the shot clock, the offenses, the defenses. The now, talent. And how, how the game is basically geared for you. You to like, you're not going to go watch Duke play. You're going to go watch Mike Shashevsky uh, coach. That's boring to me at times. I'm like, let the players play. It's just uh, sometimes it's not very conducive to excitement, which is what basketball is is half the time. It's like, yes, there's a chess match to everything. It is a thinking game at times, but at the end of the day, basketball is an exciting sport. When you take that out of it, it can kind of be lacking. But this tournament has been. Sp- so drunk in the best possible way. It's been glorious. It's been fun to watch. Unfortunately for OU, they're uh, they're done. But hey, it was a little bit. It was a lot better uh, than I anticipated going into the tournament, and I guess probably everybody anticipated. Brandon, have a tough time uh, going from back and forth from one to the other. No, for me, it's been easy because these last couple games, the Thunder are playing guys age the same as all these NCAA teams. They're playing basically a college team. And then their two opponents, the Timberwolves and the Rockets, are probably less talented than some of those uh, <laughs> March Madness teams. So to me, it's like an easy transition. Abilene Christian would have beat Houston. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, I think that Houston would have had a chance at the end there. but uh, The Houston Rockets, I should say. Not, yes, not, no, the, I, not the Houston and Kelvin Sampson. I, no, I totally agree with you. And like I said, Houston would have had a chance. But <laughs> And John Wall would have screwed it up somehow. Oh, no. The Thunder, 112 to 103 over Minnesota. Uh, kind of getting to some leading scores for you. SGA, 31 points. Uh, ever since the break and kind of right before the break, he's been hovering around that 30 point mark. He's sort of played with his career high off and on quite a bit. Uh, talking about Pokashevsky, uh, 13 and 10 tonight. And like I've said from the beginning, the guy's going to be a multi all star uh, and possible <laughs> Hall of Famer. Uh, come on off the bench. Jerome had a very, very nice night. Uh, now, now, Jerome, if you will, because the time and out of Minnesota from Prince, uh, five for five from three point range. And I'll start here with you, Brandon, before we get into the, the big stuff. The highs of tonight and the lows of the night. I'll start with the high with you. What's going on with your boy, Shvi? My man was knocking some stuff down and getting to the rim, two hands for safety. Yeah, I didn't know that he, he could dunk like that. When when the Thunder traded for Svee, I knew that he was a knockdown shooter. He had a great year last year with Detroit. If people, I know that Jerry was watching uh, him with the Pistons, but he was great. This year, You know, it's hard to judge what he was doing with the Pistons because they're so bad. There's no spacing. There's no true playmaker. But since he's come to the Thunder, he looks like the player he was with the Pistons last year. He can hit threes, but I had no idea he could dunk like that. He's, he's a solid 23-year-old prospect at least. I'm not going to sit here and say he's got sneaky athleticism because <laughs> of we the all obvious. know what that means. But I mean, I, Jerry, I told you during the game like it, it appears that whenever Svee and Blake Griffin were on the same team this season, Svee apparently took his ability to dunk and took it with him to Oklahoma City and I guess Blake found something else in Brooklyn, so thank thank goodness uh, the ships have both been righted for both Svee, Mikhailuk, 
And Blake Griffin. All right, let's go lows of the lows, Brady. Uh, I'll just start reading Tim Eldon's uh, numbers here. Shaq and a fool on Nine Thursday. Nine points. He had four rebounds, five assists, only one turnover. Uh, am I reading? No, two turnovers for Maladon. So just just a boring night for Tail, right? You know, it's because of the low expectations. Like two or three years, we're going to expect more when he has a bad shooting night. Um, I don't really know what he is ceiling-wise as a shooter. I don't know if we're talking like a, somewhat of a respectable score in the NBA, if he gets the minutes in the next few years. I'm not, I don't know if he's going to be a volume guy. I mean, I don't know what he exactly is. But it seems like more times than not, guys, where Teo Maldon just doesn't have it from outside, he at least brings it by facilitating in the offense. And you see that with five assists to two turnovers. I like that out of a guy who's not touching the ball at the same rate as a Shea Gillis-Alexander. And nine nine rebounds, that's just a great cherry on top. Basically, you've got a young player who should have every reason to be frustrated when their shot doesn't fall and just pout, have poor body language, and just not contribute anything positive during a game. Yet... Time after time, I'll look at a box score and during these post games, see that Teo Maldon has like three or five points, but it's like, no, he's got four to six assists. I'm like, I like that out of a young player. Yeah, he finds ways to contribute, even if the shot isn't falling. If the shot is falling, like you said, that's a bonus. But it probably comes from, you know, Tony Parker was his mentor. And, you know, watching. Is that documented at all? Has anyone talked about that? <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> okay, I just want to make sure. <laughs> but I'm sure that toughens you up a little bit when you got Tony Parker as. He is mature. For a 19 year old, he's not your typical 19 year old rookie who's going to, you know, get down on himself. He, he looks a lot more mature than that on the court, that's for sure. It did mature. Oh, what was her name? From uh, was married to, Longoria? Oh, it matured the hell out of her. <laughs> oh, she gained no. like 25 years married to that what dude. A- by the way, <laughs> quote unquote, great teammate Tony he, Parker. He was cheating. Yeah. How does that work out? I've never understood that. Whenever he was the one cheating with his teammates, why? Yeah. Unbelievable. Who was it again? Oh gosh, darn it! I don't remember. Do you remember? See, the- and isn't that sad? The, the guy that was the victim <laughs> no. of this, we 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 forget. Barry. Oh, Brent Barry. It was Brent Barry. It was Brent Barry. Yeah, that's oh. right. Okay, well now that makes sense. Oh, Jared. <laughs> at the end of at the you end forgive, of the day, you, yeah. You now. I don't. He kind of looks like Aragorn. What are you talking about? The poor lady was married to Brent Barry, so it just it's he comes around with his beret and his croissants. Caviar. Am I am I going to get canceled for saying that? By the way, no, uh, no, no one cares about the French. Moses Brown, another guy who. What is his ceiling? Uh, you know, where is he going to be? Is he going to be a member of the Thunder in a couple of years? We don't know. But I, I think, and Brendan, you and I talked to John Hamm quite a bit, and he started ta- throwing out the Justin Patton. He started talking about Dakari Jones and all those guys, right? Or is it Dakari Johnson? Dakari Johnson. Johnson. Dakari Johnson. And just these stiffs that played really well in the G League and then showed up for Oklahoma City and couldn't do much. So I'm confused right now. Moses Brown has put up some monster numbers, including 17 rebounds tonight against Carl Anthony Towns. I'd refuse to call him Cat. <laughs> Carl Anthony Towns. Um, Brandon, is this guy going to develop into something, or is this just a mirage because somebody has to grab the boards? Yeah, like you said, it's hard to gauge the G League because guys like Patton and Dakari. But the difference with Moses is just this game alone is more than Dakari or Justin Patton ever did in the NBA. His rebounding is is elite to the level where it's transferred. That's one thing I think that you can transfer from the G League to the NBA, his shot blocking. Now, he doesn't have a jumper. He can't shoot. In today's modern NBA, you've got to be able to shoot the ball, and he just doesn't have that skill. But he's so good at the other things, I think he can carve out a role. I'd compare him to like a maybe JaVale McGee 
uh, a guy like that, maybe Nerlens Noel, who can block shots, get rebounds, and affect the game in other ways without a jumper. 1077 The Franchise. This is the First Take Post Game Show. Yeah, I'm Jerry Ramsey. I know, and I'm on the microphone. I'm not at home. You can, you, you and have Christine, your clothes on. You and Christine and you got Matt and all you guys make fun of me. I know you're making fun of me behind my back. Well, of course. Because I'm not coming in. But this is Yeah, how, you're like straight diva. This is how important <laughs> this game was. I said I'm coming in. You're like, Prince used to live there in that town. <laughs> I like Prince. Not true. Uh, Matt Burton has been doing an incredible job on the morning show. I felt bad for him. Ryan Chapman is in Indianapolis. He's been covering the Oklahoma, uh, the Oklahoma Sooners. He's coming back, so no big deal I wonder there. if he's happy that he doesn't have to stay for the Sweet 16 now. And uh, Christine Butterfield. Uh, other... Uh, what other opportunities available? She's a, she's three a personal trainer. Three o'clock in the morning. That she is could, not the right way to say that, is it? She could, <laughs> she could whip all of our tails. So anyway, so it got really low. We thank Brandon, like I said, Brandon Rabar from the Daily Thunder coming in, helping us out, and of course I, as talented as I am, and I don't have to tell you. You got to thank yourself. This, I will be thanking myself for producing and Brady. You as talk about diva. You're still the face of the show. Really? Yeah, it's radio. This is awesome. <laughs> put that on Put that on the old resume. All right, let's get back to Moses Brown real quick. You heard kind of what Brandon had to say about it, though. But, I mean, you know, Brady, I, I'll just give you a quick opinion of mine. I think this guy's for real, and he's sort of a throwback. So is he going to be a guy that's going to have 35 minutes in a team that's contending? Probably not. But I see this guy's ceiling right now as Ennis Canner. That's interesting. I think I would lean more towards what Brandon Rabar said uh, with the uh, JaVale McGee thing. Just call me stupid. It's fine. No, no, no. no, no. I I see what you did. No, because his ability to stay active under the rim when the ball is live, you know, above above all the trees, like, that is fairly Ennis Canner-ish. And, I mean, 17 rebounds speaks for itself, and a lot of them are the result of his motor, which I think Mark Dagnalt said after his first game with the Thunder a few weeks ago, is like that they're enamored with his motor. And everything that he does positively is a direct result of that motor. So, unfortunately for that, unless he just finds a jumper in the next few years, which, I mean, he very well could. The Thunder are very good at developing players. So I'm not going to sit here and say that he can never have an outside jumper of any respect. Uh, But unless he finds something, he's just going to be relegated to that. So I don't know what the ceiling is. At the same time, though, I think there's enough unknown positive that the Thunder can take this time that they're not supposed to be good this year and maybe just next season to see what they have in him. Otherwise, maybe they can find somebody else in the draft that, I mean, Brandon, you and I kind of talked about him off air. We might talk about him during the show. If they get that guy, then, you know, the Moses Brown train ends. I literally was going to bring that up right now, and it's true that the top five guys that the Oklahoma City Thunder and every other team, the Pistons, the Timberwolves, the, I mean, who, uh, the Houston Rockets, yeah. I forgot about those guys, uh, are, are looking at, but there's a guy in particular in Evan Mobley, right, that, I mean, boo-hoo, you're not going to get Cade if it just so happens. The- now, I, did you see how Cade played in this tournament? <laughs> he wants to go to the Thunder, too. <laughs> but boo if you don't get Cade. But a guy like Mobley, well, Mobley, I'm not going to say a guy like. Let's just go ahead and do it. Mobley would be, I, you know what? I don't think it would be the end of Moses Brown. But then you have healthy, healthy competition in there with two guys that could bang. And let's see what Mobley could do. They might be able to play on the court together. Remember, the NBA just doesn't stay the same. So maybe, you know, in five years, you know, fives that shoot won't be around as much because yeah. a, a tougher team has done it, though. But 
I mean, let's. We always talk about Cade Cunningham going to the Thunder. Stop doing that, Brandon. <laughs> let's talk about a guy like Mobley, uh, a bigger, or you know, if you have to go further down. We saw what Kispert did today. Uh, yeah. You know, somebody that can kind of go around the perimeter. Jalen Suggs looks NBA what? ready with the flopping. Yeah, <laughs> he, is, he is very ready. He, he looks like a Golden State Warrior already. <laughs> but getting a getting a guy that can go inside out uh, like Mobley or Kispert or somebody like that. I mean, that still leaves room, don't you think, for Moses Brown or no? Well, I don't. I mean, I guess with Moses Brown and Evan Mobley, you'd have the thin towers, right? You'd have the thin towers. Nice. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they're both seven footers. Moses Brown is actually seven foot two. I guess it depends on who else is in the lineup. You got one guy who can't shoot. You're not going to want any more than that. The good thing about Mobley is if you get him, he can shoot. So you can line him up, maybe play him as a power forward or as a center, um, and he's not going to clog up the middle. But that's what's so good about Mobley. Um, he's so skilled. Brady and I were talking about it off the air. He can do it all. I mean, he can shoot. He can handle. He can pass. He can defend the rim. He can score at the rim. Uh, he really doesn't have any weaknesses at all. Chris Bosh vibes? Mm. Mr. Miami? I mean, future Hall of Famer, I'm not going to – it's hard to say for a 19-year-old. Who, Chris Bosh? I mean, yeah, he's gonna be in the Hall of Fame. Is he everybody, really? everybody's in the basketball Hall if of I'm Fame. If I'm friends with two really good basketball players, can I get in the Hall of Fame? Of course. I'm kidding. I know what he did. Your, comp- your contributions to the game. I know what he did to in Toronto, but <laughs> still, how? Like, I, yeah, I didn't. Okay. I didn't like those Heat teams. So don't All worry right. about it. Okay. All right. <laughs> no, it's um, it would be a good problem to have. I think if if Moses Brown does develop into something other than just a mo- an energy motor guy. And the Thunder find themselves being able to draft Evan Mobley if that's the the direction they w- would want to go. If he's available, I really think that they should pounce on him. Um, then you could still see Moses Brown have something like a, a role off the bench because obviously the Thunder like him. They want to invest in him. They usually hang on to guys like this for around at the very least two seasons. Um, I mean, who was the oh man? Who was the guy who came over with? Uh, oh, he got traded last year. I saw him at a. Justin Patton. Justin Patton. He was like literally the he, he was literally the the only center that kind of fits this whole mold that was on the team for about seven minutes. Right. So like Sam Presti's like, eh, I'm not going to do it this time. So. <laughs> 1077 The Franchise. We're going to go ahead and take a break. When we come back, we'll do the player of the game because I know a lot of you guys are saying, oh, you didn't talk about SGA. You didn't say anything about SGA. I have a funny feeling that uh, he's going to be somebody's player of the game. So uh, we'll go ahead and take a break. We'll come back to player of the game and get into not only SGA, uh, but maybe what the Thunder have coming up, uh, some of the other stuff. I'm glad that Dagnall actually wore a button on his shirt. Uh, we'll also get into that. Some of this post-game stuff is starting to get on my nerves. You're listening You're listening to the First Take Post-Game Show, 107.7 The Franchise. Yeah. This is one of my top ten Prince songs. I'm the biggest Prince fan that you'll ever meet. Were you, what's that? Working part-time uh-huh. in a Yeah, he was. Brittany, do you have a favorite Prince song? I mean, it's it's gonna be his inner Sandman, so I'm sorry, but like the guitar in Purple Rain is awesome, man. It's, Bat dance. It's, it's very Jimi Hendrixy. I will, party, party man's awesome. Like the Batman soundtrack's yeah, awesome. I will kick you out of the studio. <laughs> Wait, as a Prince fan, like, how do you guys feel about the Batman soundtrack? I I actually like the Batman soundtrack. I mean, I was like, you know, 
13 when it came out, so okay. you know, like, I'm a little uh, biased. Like but for, for instance, like Metallica, I'm a Metallic, gigantic Metallica nerd over here. A lot of their fans didn't like when they did a song for Mission Impossible 2 because it was like, what are you guys doing? So I've always wondered how like diehard Prince fans felt what about What was him. the name of that? I remember that. that I Disappear. Song. Oh, wow. It's an awesome song. Yeah, um, we talked about John Hamm. He John Hamm the other day gave Metallica the credit for Turn the Page instead of Bob Seger. I still haven't gotten over that. <laughs> I can't remember what radio station I was listening to, but it was in Texas somewhere. And Turn the Page came on, the, the Metallica version, then it ended. Then the DJ was like, man, I, can't, I still can't believe Bob Seger covered that song. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so if you don't know why we're talking about Prince, that's because Prince is from Minneapolis, and Minneapolis uh, is in Minnesota, and Minnesota played the Oklahoma City Thunder. The Thunder stomped on him too. Game win streak, Brady. Against the basement of the NBA. There is a that, reason. That is not named Russell Westbrook's Wizards. That, that bad. And they showed us tonight just by golly and how. 112 to 103. Shagil Alexander with, and I'm sorry, Chris Fisher. Shagil Alexander, <laughs> 31 His points. His Come on. <laughs> 31 points on 11 to 23 shooting, three rebounds. Four assists and only two turnovers. I thought that uh, SGA was doing better getting more turnovers, but I guess kind of being stingy with the ball tonight. (laughs) Yeah, and he's had kind of a little bit of a rough start to the second half of the season with his turnovers being a little high. And I've kind of attributed that like individually to like, well, who's he running out onto the floor with? And like, just by memory, I can remember, what was it? Oh gosh, who'd they play last? I cannot. I, I can't remember. They played last week. They played somebody had eight turnovers, and I remember four of them in that game where that were just like perfect passes that the guys dropped. And it's like, well, when you're running with Moses Brown, Alexi Pokashevsky, uh, even Teo Maldon a bad night, Kenrich Williams, it's like, yeah, that's that's gonna happen. So it's like every turnover, there's nuance to every stat. So, uh, but I mean, tonight's a great show. I mean, SGA has phenomenal performances in Minneapolis, so maybe he's a gigantic Prince fan too. <laughs> That that would totally make sense, uh, but SGA, like I said, being stingy with the ball, I would thought that uh, I would think that Thunder great Ricky Rubio uh, would have given him a little more, you know, just a, a little more blowback. But I guess it didn't work out that way. No, SGA was phenomenal again. He's been ever since uh, you know I said he was snubbed for the All Star game. He's he's been even better. Uh, than he was before, uh, and I got to bring this up with Jerry because we've been arguing about it ever since. But uh, yeah, SGA he looks like an all star. He he plays like one. Uh, Thirty point games are becoming the norm with him. And like Brady said, I mean it's a big deal when he has eight turnovers. For some superstars, that's just a regular Tuesday night. But you notice it with SGA because he never has those high turnover games like that. Here's what I'm going to say about the looking like an all star after the break. Uh, Donovan Mitchell. Uh, did that a couple of times, a couple of years before he started to get his stuff together. I just remember him, you know, looking like an all-star after the all-star break and into the playoffs. And, you know, talking to Kelly and uh, Gabe, I'm just going to drop those names because I have a show. Of course. Yeah, you know, with those guys. Anyway, uh, talking to them and saying, you know, it'd really help if you played like that before the all-star break. <laughs> then people would start to. And, you know, he figured it out, got it together. And now Utah's the best team in the NBA. And with LeBron, uh, what, twisting, twi- you know, hurting his little ankle? Man, a million dollars on your body a year, and you still can't get your ankle right? I know. We, we needed 17 tweets from Shams about that ankle. <laughs> <laughs> I like, did, did he die? So, but I mean, he's Thank God for, he's okay. He'll be out for a couple of weeks, and it looks like it's, you know, clear sailing for Utah. The, the funny thing is always when that happens to a certain player, like, you know, a particular player like LeBron James, Woj and Shams have to say, 
MB- multiple NBA All-Star and former MVP LeBron James <laughs> right. has suffered a paper cut. <laughs> Status unknown. Pretty pretty devastating. Pretty, I, I think I you know I, I had a moment of silence, drank some red wine. I didn't bathe in it like Amari Sotomayor, but I had uh, I had a glass. All right, let's go ahead and get into it. Now the franchise thunder player of the game, brought to you by Volkswagen of Edmond. It's Ty Jerome. Okay. <laughs> you- Ty Jerome is awesome, man. He always does something good. I mean, he went to Virginia. I don't know if you've noticed the type of basketball that they play, but it is the way basketball is supposed to be played. Yeah, it's like, I don't, I don't know if this is even polite to say, but it's like an like an Amish boy becoming an adult and then deciding I'm just going to go be like normal American citizen. It is okay and to it's say, like, whoa, like what is all this stuff? So, there's an entire series that's based on that on television. Well, okay, then it's a normalized then. Yeah, and then the movie Kingpin is also about that. Well, yes. plus they wouldn't be able to hear you anyways because they don't have radios, so... <laughs> Well, I You're guess not they, gonna offend him. Oh, they didn't get to have uh, fireside chats with FDR. I guess. Oh, that's a shame. But and their their potato salads. No, but Ty Jerome goes from Virginia's quote offense unquote, and then he comes to the NBA. He's like, I could shoot. I, th- there's such things as spacing and range. Five of five from the three point line tonight. Fifteen points, and this is not the norm. But he's had games where he's hit like four of four. Um, four of seven, one game. Like he can, he can find the ability to get hot and stay hot, not just for a quarter, but an entire game. So, I'm not going to put him above Teo Maladon just because I think that there's just more optimism and more of a higher ceiling with Teo Maladon. But I think the Thunder have something in Ty Jerome that they could either find themselves in a tough decision of like, we don't really want to get rid of him, but he doesn't really fit on this team anymore because of where we're going and potentially going in the draft. Um, or they could just fully invest in him if some things go uh, against them in the draft or if they go against uh, Teo Maldon for whatever reason. Who do you have as player of the game, Brennan? I'd be lying if I said it was anybody other than Shea Gilgis-Alexander. I mean, he scores 30 points uh, on 11-23 shooting, but I do got to give a nod to, to Poku for his double-double and for you know keeping it interesting there at the end of the game by... Uh, Trying to tank? Yeah, exactly. Like give, Giving the tankers a little bit of hope. What did you just do? I asked for player of the game, and you snuck me Poku. <laughs> I had like, to. You did a classic salesman move, right? <laughs> uh, listen, you can have the, the Shea, you know, the SGA. We'll throw in the Poku for free. No, seriously. Come look at my tablet. It fits in perfectly. Exactly. I just want the SGA. I don't want to buy. You can keep that at the store. Uh, it is uh, SGA. He is the player of the game. Like you said, 31 points, uh, only two turnovers and whatever. And here's where we get into it. And, like, I didn't talk about him in the first segment. Because that's just not what I do. I'm not a big SGA guy. So I'll let you two uh, spray perfume on him and just tell me how fantastic and gorgeous he is. Obviously, he is the face of the Oklahoma City Thunder right now. I talked about it at the beginning of the show. Shea Gorgeous, Alexander. Isn't it? Right? That's really good. Uh, but uh, he's, doing what he, he's doing what he's supposed to do now. He gets all the shots, all the pub. The entire offense is run around him. He should be getting these numbers. Brady, my man's doing what he's supposed to do. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's, second half of the uh, season's begun. And, I mean, coming into tonight, uh, it's only played four games. He's been out for two uh, averaging 25, five, uh, two turnovers a game. Uh, it's just, he's everything that the Thunder need him to be right now, which is we need somebody to score, and we need someone to score the brunt of the points because we can't depend on Alexi Pokashevsky, Teo Maladon, guys like that, especially when you're going to be sitting Al Horford every other night, or basically every night. You're not, I mean, there's two days left of the trade deadline. I don't know if we're going to see George Hill again. I mean, 
very well could be. But when that's the case, and you're rolling out with a bunch of you know, former G leaguers and some fringe NBA guys who have you know who have impressed. I mean, Shays is going to have every opportunity to score basically whenever he wants to. It's like Austin Reeves on steroids with all the opportunities. <laughs> so um, if he's going to have those opportunities, you want to see him succeed, and he's certainly done that. Uh, he's shown the ability to hit pull-up jumpers. He's shown the ability uh, to get to the rim still and finish with both finesse and some physicality. Like He's really sneakily bulked up just, just enough to engage in the pressure and the physicality he's now going to have to be the victim of as being the primary ball handler of the team. Uh, so that's something you certainly like to see. But at the same time, he's still a team facilitator. He's not necessarily just turning into Russell Westbrook or Allen Iverson. He's still very much the same player. He's just getting better at the exact things the Thunder wanted him to work on this season. Before I let you uh, just wax poetically on uh, on SGA, I'm just letting you know I'm kind of watching uh, the availability on uh, Fox, soon to be Bally, uh, on Fox I was not prepared for hoodie Shvi. I was not prepared. Oh, is for, he wearing a hoodie? He, but he's not wearing it right. He's in Minnesota. His ears are going to be cold. No, I just <laughs> okay. Can, can you and and Brandon, you're barely hanging on to your youth, and Brady, you're still <laughs> youthful. Can you explain to me the hoodie that's not worn like a hoodie? Can we? I, I remember, like in middle school, early high school, like if you wore a hat, you kind of, if you're wearing it forward, you kind of just. Let the top of the like the front of the hat kind of lean upwards. You didn't like wear it straight on, so it's just a style thing. You know, you're just trying to be casual and like not taking it too seriously. I'm just here to party, not here to be formal. <laughs> uh, are you co-signing on this, Brandon, or do you want to add anything? I got to be honest. Uh, yeah, Brady's a lot younger and cooler than I am, so anything he says, I'm going to co-sign on. Uh, I was so. never cool, by the way. No, I can see that. Uh, all right, so getting back into SGA, uh, obviously, like I said, he's doing what he does. He's supposed to be doing what he's doing right now. Um, but I still think the future holds his alpha to, and we never did figure, I didn't figure, Omega, his alpha to his Omega, or what o- is it? Omega is, means the end, right? Is it beta? I don't know. <laughs> beta. Is beta, it beta? Beta is like, like a two, alpha is a one. Okay. And- Alpha's the beginning, Omega's the end. Well, okay, so it's not going to be his Omega because that's whenever they trade him. So Russell Westbrook <laughs> had an Omega. Got it. Uh, so there's going to be an Alpha to Shay's Beta. Uh, and yeah, I did pl- not practice the Greek alphabet. What I, are you doing? Yeah, I'm just I'm trying to figure it out myself. There's some sort there's, there's a delta and a gamma in there. <laughs> a lambda, lambda, lambda. There's at epsilon. There's some sorority girl yelling at the radio, which by the way, I'm sorry, sorority girl, that your boyfriend's making you listen to this. Uh anyway. Shout out AOPI. Really? You did what to a pie? Nah. Anyway. <laughs> There's going to be an alpha to his, he's going to be the beta at some point, but he's playing as if he could be alpha apostrophe two. Yeah. Coming into the season, I thought that, man, uh, Shea is good enough. And if he continues to, to grow and make a leap, he can be the number two best player on a contender. The way he's playing now, though, to touch on some of the things that Brady said, he's scoring so efficiently, elite. Numbers. I mean, not only just the raw numbers, but you look at advanced stats and, and how he's scoring. And then if you look at things in context, you know, Brady talked about he's playing with G League players. He's playing with these rookies. He is playing with the least amount of space in the league. When you look at superstars, there's actually a metric that shows you how much space they're working with. And by far, Shea has less space than other superstars to work with. So you start putting better players around him he has more space he can shoot better he can shoot more efficiently um 
I think it's pretty remarkable. This team was supposed to be the worst team in the NBA this season, and they're they're having trouble staying in the lottery at this point to get a lottery choice. And a lot of that is because Shea Gilgis Alexander has just been that good. Well, here's the thing that's really intrigued me about the talent that's around him is this could have gone one of two ways. When Sam Presti told us that they wanted Shea to be on the ball more, uh, 90% of the time I think was the quote, from Sam Presti, it could have gone one of two ways. He could have been a high 20s, low 30s score where it's just he has the green light to do whatever he wants. Just Trey Young without the range for uh, Oklahoma City and, Trey, and Shea Gilles Alexander. Or it go, goes this way where he scores, he scores elite numbers, he scores with efficiency, but he also helps those G League and those fringe guys play very well. He helps them become better. So on paper, because it's silly to just assume that if you insert lottery talent X here, they're just going to be better because of what Shea's done with fringe guys because every personality is different. But in theory, if you add talent to Shea Gillis-Alexander, what we've seen thus far is he can be an elite scorer, he can score with efficiency, but he also makes guys around him better. And if he's making a lottery pick better as opposed to an Isaiah Roby or a Kenrich Williams, like that just raises the level and the standard for your franchise, and it raises the standard for how many games are you trying to win this year? Are you a playoff team? And that's basically what the Thunder are looking forward to over the next year and a half or so. Yeah. Oh, okay, so I want to throw this out there really quick. SGA obviously has done what the Thunder have asked, right? The relationship is very copacetic right now. Uh, Thunder says, hey, listen, we're going to kind of you know clear some guys out. We're going to clear some stuff up, and we're going to make another run Started from the bottom, now we're here, whole Drake thing, right? It's going to happen. All right. I think they got eliminated. Drake? Yeah. yeah they did. They they did. did. Oh, they it's did. terrible, yes. He's going to write a sad R&B song Drake now. from State Farm. Well, he has a, a job waiting for him. Yeah, somebody else is going to write it for him. Hey, actually. Shay's got a... Shay, <laughs> hey, what do you think about Shay's hat, Jerry? Oh, no. At least it's covering his head. Zeal. His... He spelt seal wrong. I, I love Kiss from Rose just like anybody else. <laughs> oh. But it's S-E-A-L. Hey, Dude, that song came ba- out before he was born. We're talking about bat dance, and now we're invoking one of the best Batman songs. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yes. That's, this is the worst take Baby! you've made. <laughs> anyway. Co-signed. Again. So, anyway... Is there going to, and we, you know, and I want to talk to you two guys about this because you've covered the Thunder intensively for years now. Is there going to be a point where maybe SGA doesn't see the Thunder develop quickly enough? Where the reason I say this, okay, that's 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 a fear because, uh, as a Piston fan, and I'll just go back first of all, Alan Houston had to wear that ugly teal, right? And he hated it after his rookie contract. They were going to resign him. Him and Grant Hill were going to be the next big thing, right? Guess what? He didn't resign because he loved being recruited by the Knicks. He goes on and does great things with the Knicks. I think we all remember that stupid shot against Miami that flipped in and all that stuff, the eight-seed Knicks and all that stuff. So it's happened, and we've seen it happen. Is there a point where SGA doesn't feel like maybe the Thunder is going to – what would have to happen Brent, I'll let you go first, but I know you're jumping one and jumping on this too, Brady. Well, this is so early into the rebuild. This is the first season in a decade that the Thunder haven't been a playoff team, and still, even now, they're creeping in on a play-in tournament bid. I mean, it's that's how close they're getting. Uh, I, I think that Shea is smart, you know. 
first moment I saw him take the stand, I was like, yeah, this this kid is sharp. I mean, he really is. Uh, so he gets it. He knows what's going on. He knows that, that Presley is trying to build a future around him and put talent around him. And rebuilds don't happen overnight, even though it seems like it is this Thunder season. Uh, but if they put talent around him, I think that, you know, five years from now, sure, he'll be impatient. But the thing is, They've got him for a couple more years on this rookie contract. Then he's a restricted agent. They, they'll they'll match whatever it is. So he's around for the next half decade at least. And by that point, the Thunder should be a playoff team again. So there shouldn't be that fear there. But I get it. I get that. But um, I think that the Thunder have so many options with draft picks and and cap flexibility that they'll be a you know, a playoff team sooner then that will happen, that Shea starts to get impatient. And I think even in the short term, you can see how players can really appreciate this culture that the Thunder have. And this is, I'm not trying to sunshine pump for the Thunder. This is just what it is. And I feel like a broken record on this, but um, covering Nerland's Noel for two years and having a bunch of off-the-record talks with him, I'm telling you, like, I know this is just one person, one person's opinion, but these are athletes. They all feel the same way. He hated the tanking. He hated the process Sixers. He hated going to work every day knowing that, well, nobody above me wants to win. Like, why would anybody want to suit up, run their ass off all day long just to go lose? Like, that is not fun. So while the Thunder are somewhat trying to tank with the lineups they're rolling out there and the rotations they're throwing out there, there's no doubt they could try harder. Right. They could definitely try harder if they truly wanted to tank, but they're still kind of committed to, we still view ourselves as a winning culture and a winning franchise. And so Shea has to, he has to appreciate, I would imagine that he appreciates that, that he's still in positions. And a lot of these games where the Thunder have even lost, they're in, they're in it with a few minutes to go, a possession or two. That's not only, not only good for his development and everybody else, but it's also good just from the standpoint of we are in position. All we need to do is just get better over time and add talent, and we're going to be fine. So I would imagine that this is a good foundation for Shea once we get to that bridge where he does become a restricted free agent. 1077, the franchise. Listen, the franchise, whenever we pop open a mic about the Thunder, we're just going to throw fire. It doesn't matter who we have on this station. They are throwing fire as if Mario got the feather, right? Is that the one that turns him into fire? Or is it? The flower, three, the flower turns him into fire. The right. the, ta- the tail turns him into the raccoon thing that can fly. Right? I, yeah, I, I think that was part three. That like, was Mario three. Mario three. Yeah, I, that was just, by, that was just a nerd check. By the way, off the record, <laughs> um, off topic question: Is this the middle age show now? It's not the old man show since I'm here. <laughs> right. So if we just average it out, it's middle age, right? <laughs> no, I, this, I'm happy with that. This is young eye for the old guy. Gentlemen, let's broaden our minds, Lawrence. Lawrence, I got Brady, and I got Brandon. Yo, but we are party men. That's right. Watch out. Let's go. Uh, let's go vandalize local art. <laughs> <laughs> Although there is, uh, do that for clout, man. Just do it for the clout. I, I mean, I'll go do it if 1989 Kim Basinger is going to be there. I'll show up. Wasn't mine. It's not my gig. She really? Was, she 19- wasn't mine either, and yeah. it's for a very odd reason. Okay. She looks exactly like my mom did. She had the same hair. Yo! That same long, late 80s, early 90s curly hair. So when I was watching it as a kid and then as a teenager, you start liking girls. I just never was into Vicky Vale. Brady's mom. Got got it going on. I would have been into Brady's mom. (laughs) 
Now I'm going to kill I, both of you. I hope that Miss Trantham is not listening. Although I met, I met her, lovely lady. She came to the uh, the Prince debacle that happened. Yeah, is that uh, part three ever going to come out? I do, man. I'm crossing my fingers. I'm hoping. I I hope I can find you know somebody that knows somebody that's going to help me get that thing going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You should bill it as like they didn't want it to happen. They didn't want it released. <laughs> Yet here we are. All right, let's go ahead and uh, you know what? I'm not ready for around the association just yet, but uh, I don't have the lovely and talented uh, Matt Burton's deal. So I just had to kind of come up with my own. He's off in Never Neverland right now. What is he? Is he? I mean, oh, that's right. He's been uh... <laughs> still going. <laughs> He's been partying with Eddie and Todd, hasn't he? So, yes, Matt Burton has been uh, doing the mornings. Uh, I kind of like this one, Bob. There we go. We'll leave it. Did you ask, by the way, did you ask what Prince fans thought of uh, the Batman soundtrack? I asked both of you, yeah. We didn't answer. We, neither, of us, neither of us has answered yet, have we? You answered with riddles. <laughs> uh, obviously, it's Prince and it's quality stuff. And so, yes, uh, is it in my top five favorite albums? No. Is it in my top ten favorite albums? Uh, probably not. I legitimately liked it. I mean, I'm not going to lie to you. Bat dances actually. I use it as a joke at first, but it's actually on my Spotify playlist, bro. And if it comes up, I just let it go. <laughs> you don't let it. You don't skip yeah, it. I, I, now, I played that song in uh, high school marching band. Now we all stand. Y'all remember the dark times a year ago when this pandemic thing started? We had nothing to look forward to except for the Last Dance documentary coming on every Sunday. And what was the best part of that doc? was the vintage 80s uh, highlight montage of Michael scoring and it to uh, was it party man I think so <laughs> yeah it was it was incredible it's like this is the best thing ever <laughs> all right so I don't know if you know about this Brandon but they do a tank commander of the game so you have to find somebody on the Oklahoma City Thunder it's usually Justin Jackson for me <laughs> there's your barometer basically if he plays even if the thunder win I'm like ah he's a human white flag the thing is, too, is that he has uh, Matt has an incredible piece that he's putting together for it, but I can't find it because Matt has it stowed in his stuff. But you know this, No Limit Soldiers, the tank, right? You remember that. Make him say, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh. I played this for Christine Brady and Matt. Make they, him say what? Uh-huh. They looked at me like, <laughs> I hate when Grandpa takes over the radio. Master P, Master of Puppets? What? Have you ever heard the the joke about Sam and the Masterpiece Theater? No. Yeah, he misheard it. And he Sam thought, Mays? Yes. He thought it, he thought Master P had a theater. <laughs> <laughs> and so they, they went with it for like an entire like week or so, talking about stuff that was on Masterpiece Theater. Down Has Ab- Sam always perpetually been stuck in dad mode? <laughs> That's an honest question. Oh, just I remember just them telling him Downton Abbey was on Masterpiece Theater. <laughs> All right, so Tank Commander of the Game. We'll go first, Brandon, and let you get your bearings about you uh, because you are new to this. But uh, I'll go first, actually. Uh, I have to say it. First of all, it has to be SGA. Uh, No, I'm kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Because I don't like him. (laughs) Uh, It's hard. It really is hard whenever you look through. But he was mean to me one day. There's an obvious choice here. And I'll just say it, and I'll let you tell the people why. Brady, if you want to, but it has to be Teo Maladon. Yeah, he's going to be on Shaq and the Fool on Thursday. <laughs> it was a fast break layup, wide open, missed it, 
was able to get the rebound. Minnesota kind of, they over-pursued. There was very minimal defense when he got the offensive board, and he tried to go up and dunk, which I was fairly shocked. I, I didn't know he could dunk, and he still can't because he then missed the put-back dunk. Yeah. So, sorry, Teo, but you're uh, we're going to see that again on Thursday on TNT. This is tough. I mean, every player played pretty well tonight. It's really Teo is the only choice, only because he went 3 for 12 and like he said, missed that easy dunk. Well, I mean, you you talked all glowingly about Pokashevsky, and it's great. Like, compared to where he started, like 3 of 8 from the three-point line, 5 of 13 is great. Right. But I think he only hit one shot in the final 40 minutes of the game, because I think he started (laughs) off fairly well, and just that was all she wrote. Yeah, he, he definitely gave the Thunder the best chance in the fourth quarter of actually losing the game, which I guess is the true spirit of being a team yes. commander. Yep. So yeah, I'll give it to my man Poku. I'll bestow the honor upon him. Good call. And and it's funny, Teo, you know, we make fun but he still hit three threes, three of seven from three, so Oh, we're yeah. not the only ones gonna be making fun of him. Yeah. Right. Ten boards. Just getting more active. So man. Okay. And he's French. So I, I, I don't know if that means anything. I Like I said, I don't know if I'm going to get canceled because I'm saying something about the French. I mean, we saved their ass in World War II. Brady, back me on this. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's a, that's a fact. Okay, so, I mean, you know. Uh, and they're, uh, they were uh, collaborators. A lot of them were as well. <laughs> Okay, it just got real. It happened. Are we not going to say things that happened? It just got real. Not all of them. I'm being funny about their long cigarettes and their croissants and their French bread. You're just like straight throwing them under the tank. Again, it happened. I mean, if we're, we're going to sit here and just not acknowledge things that have ha- happened in the past, hey, then what are, are we? Schools are opening up. Let them deal with the, the hardcore stuff. I just want to make fun of Frenchie. Mm, yeah. <laughs> that's that's all I want to do. Book learnings for nerds. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's get into uh, oh, let's get into some of the schedule. No, we're not going to do that. We're going to do around <laughs> the association. I got to find some music for around the association, or I have to do all it. hail the new king in town. <laughs> I had to do it very quickly. Either that. This is what happens when you run the board and you're the host. All right, around the association, brought to you by Dove. Dove. <laughs> I don't know if you saw this. Did you see that? No. This is during the middle of a Minnesota possession, and it, the broadcast just cut to a Dove commercial. Oh, I thought like that was just—I sec- thought that was just—I had some sort of lagging issue or yeah. something. I didn't know that happened to everybody. And then it immediately cut back after the Timberwolves missed the shot because yes. the Thunder had the ball back. So, so we're gonna have everything just brought to you by Dove, and I was gonna have Brady just interrupt me in the middle of something. Oh, the show's been too good. Okay, well, good. That, that's a good start. Little music, little history. Oh, it's all here for you. We do it better than anybody else. I'm, and if you ever hear me say anything different of a show I'm on, forget it. All right, we're going to make a nice transition here as we get into Around the Association. The Utah Jazz beat the Chicago Bulls 115-91. to They have not beat them. There's 47 seconds left in the fourth. <laughs> They're going to beat him. Okay, thank you very much. Wait, what's the uh, ESPN win probability there? I I don't have it. Good call. Uh, The Toronto Raptors looks like they're going to have the longest losing streak in the NBA as they're down to the Houston Rockets, 110 to 95 right now. That's right. Well, that settles it. Lou Dort is better than uh, Siakam. (laughs) Uh, Who's we've always said? What was it? Twenty-two points on twenty-three shots. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> well, you know, he made, the, he made the play when it mattered. Yep. Co- uh, coincidentally, right, that a Canadian 
made them lose, and then they beat Canadians out now, of Florida. Now, I'm not as well-versed in Canadian history or their participation in World War II, but they uh, fought valiantly <laughs> with the Allies. <laughs> I can tell you all about the French Canadians, though. Yeah. The Milwaukee Bucks went ahead and uh, took out a stick and just start beating the Pacers, 134 to 110. Uh, I don't know how much TJ... Uh, Tucker had to do with this. TJ Tucker. Whatever. PJ Tucker had to do with this. But uh, I'm sure they saw his sneaker collection. You call him Pajamas Tucker. Thank you very much. Uh, and was very impressed. Memphis, the next opponent for the Oklahoma City Thunder, tied right now with seven seconds left in the fourth with the Boston Celtics. The Boston Celtics are the best worst team I've ever seen in my life. Any thoughts on the Boston Celtics and how much they are really good suck? They could really use Al Horford. They could. How's uh, How's Brandon's favorite point guard, John Morant, doing right now? <laughs> he uh, just he just missed the uh, game winner. Oh, yep. darn fuel to the fire. Oh, just feel. Shea would have hit it. <laughs> it's funny. He won his rookie of the year because the real rookie of the year got hurt in a very similar situation. How Anthony Edwards is probably going to win rookie of the year because the real rookie of the year got hurt. He had forty two points last week. You remember that? Uh, Trey Young and his Atlanta Hawks continue to make Nate McMillan look like Red Arback. Uh, 63 to 48 over the Clips right now. The Clips missing uh, key members of the team. I don't know that for a fact, but it's the Clippers, and I'm sure if I look at their injury report, someone's going to be on there. So, yeah, the Clippers have been missing guys all. The Kawhi is playing tonight, though. Uh, Paul George is out, but Kawhi's playing. Well, that's, so. that's nice of Kawhi to play yeah. and, and perform his. His job. I think think it's really funny, too, in availability. uh, They always do their little air quotes when they say, well, we play for the Clippers. It's like a part-time job at Suncoast. They just, like, show up when they want to. Why don't they move to San Diego? This is off topic. Why don't they move to San Diego? They were in San Diego. Do you not know Why don't they go back? Bill, Bill Walton was a San Diego Clipper. That's a true story. I need to correct myself. Paul George is playing tonight, but uh, he's only got five points and two and nine shots, and he's not closing the half. So I guess playoff P is playing tonight. He's way off P. And then, yeah. and then too, Brandon, see what live radio does? That podcast world, you can just race that. Yeah, nope. I edited that out. It's yeah. in the ether now. Way to go. You're going to have to live with that. <laughs> Sacramento beat the Cleveland Cavaliers 119 to 105. Uh, I talked to Brady about this earlier. Sacramento has the real rookie of the year in uh, Halliburton. And uh, that's a hipster pick. You like it, Brady? Do I need to start doing this? I mean, if Lamella Ball is out for an extended period of time and it's basically just Anthony Edwards, then yeah, you can make an argument. Now, what did I tell you about Teo Maladon? Imagine a world where Teo Maladon is just a little bit more consistent with scoring. You could then make an if that situation happened, you could then make an argument. You wouldn't win it, but you could make an argument that Teo Maldon's the rookie of the year, or at least be being able to be an all rookie uh, point guard, mainly because one, Teo Maldon has exceeded some expectations that are low, but also this rookie class sucks. <laughs> Brandon, I know you want to jump on this real quick, but I just want to throw out that tonight's play at the rim with the missed layup and missed dunk has blown any opportunity for <laughs> Teo Maldon to be rookie anything. I, I do think that Brady's right. Like, in, if if he starts being a little more consistent, there could be some all rookie votes at least for Teo Maladone. Okay, do you have a vote? 
<laughs> there's one. Yeah, gotcha. there's one. No, it's going to Poku, actually. <laughs> Charlotte and San Antonio. Uh, despite the injury, Charlotte uh, beats San Antonio. And I, Greg Popovich's 113th year. Uh, I think uh, Greg Popovich actually started coaching when Andrew Jackson took over president. And I already... Oh, it is final now. Utah did beat Chicago. Way to uh, prognosticate that, Brandon. 120 to 95. The Oklahoma City Thunder beat the Minnesota... Are they the Twins? What are they? The... The Minnesota Vikings, what are they? Uh, the Timber, oh, the Timberwolves uh, with Carl. What's a Timberwolf? Carl Anthony Towns, uh, 112 to 103. Uh, just real quick, let's go down who uh, the Oklahoma State Thunder are going to play next. Uh, Memphis, like I talked about, uh, and then Boston on the 27th, and then on the 29th, the Dallas Mavericks in one of the worst games ever that we ever saw uh, against the Oklahoma City Thunder. A bunch of games at home coming up. Uh, we'll start with Memphis, Boston, Dallas. Uh, anything that you want to comment on, Brennan? Yeah, what I'm most excited to see is that Boston game. Who's still going to be on the Thunder team? Because the trade deadline is Thursday. The Thunder have one more game against the Grizzlies on Wednesday before the trade deadline, and Boston is the first game after that. I would predict at least three of the current players will be gone. I wouldn't be surprised if it's more. I'm excited. It's in the garden, right, Boston? It's on the road. I, I, I believe that that's going to be at El Chesapeake oh, Arena. Oh, well, yes, sir. Oh, yeah, they already, they already did play in Boston. Yeah, there hmm. you go. So, yes. Where is my memory? That's fine. That's, it's, it's COVID. That's, you can just blame it on COVID. Probably, you know, Probably. So does that make you less excited about it? You were all hyped up to say something about it, and then you... Oh, it's a Chesapeake. Never mind. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. yeah. no one's, It's going to be one of the most fun games no one's going to see in person. Uh, thanks, Brady, for that, <laughs> that breaking news. I mean, dynamite drop in there, Brady. <laughs> That's why you're the best in the biz. So, um, And then, too, I think against Memphis, I, I like the matchup with Memphis, right? Uh, once again, Moses Brown... I mean, could he have an incredible game? But, you know, he's playing against an all-star. This is something I love seeing. Uh, John Morant's one of the most exciting guys. And then there's a mystique with me when it comes to Boston. I still believe in the Leprechaun. There's certain teams that I don't care who they have on them. The Lakers have a mystique. Boston has a mystique, right? And, and these are just teams that I'll always want to see. Uh, play no matter who they have, like you said, Brandon. You wonder who's going to be on them. But the Boston Celtics are a team I grew up with. I grew up hating, obviously, because I'm a Piston fan. But uh, they're always a team that I want to see. And my give a crap meter with Dallas. Do you think they're going to add some? They're they're so disappointing this year. Yep. There's. I, I have an idea of what Dallas is trying to do, but they're doing a very poor job of trying to execute it because they're doing exactly what we talked about, about how this could have gone one of two ways with SGA, where your all-star player has a green light. Dallas is not doing anything to develop anybody else outside of Luka. And I get it. That's all you basically need is Luka. But Dallas doesn't have a history of making that big splashy moves at the trade deadline. They're not a free agency destination, even though Dallas is a very fun place to live in. It's just... They need to hit in the draft, and they don't necessarily have a very good history in the draft outside of Atlanta trading them Luka Doncic for Trey Young. So I don't know what they're doing. Yeah, they're kind of stuck in no man's land right now because they're going to be too good to get a top draft pick, uh, but not. I, I, they're what Todd like 
is afraid of when he talks about the Thunder, I think more so than what the Thunder are. Because I think that there is a clear path to the Thunder being better. I don't know how good, but there's a clear path for them being better. Dallas can potentially add one more piece, and who knows what that does. But at the end of the day, their two best players can score. They can't play a lick of defense. So I don't know right. what you're expecting if you're a Dallas fan. No defense, and they don't really have any assets to add anybody to go and make a trade or, or anything like that. I really do th- They should be much better than they are. They're fighting right now for a playoff spot in a West that's been ravaged by injuries, and they still can't take advantage of it. Before we get out of here, uh, I think, what, one more game? And just your final thoughts real quick. Not in this game because, I mean, it's it's a crap game. They should have lost it. They won two in a row now against the worst teams in the West. <laughs> Sam Presti mad as hell on that airplane right now. I, I, I want in a couple of minutes of, of, of all of us to sort of talk about, is Al Horford going to be here? Is George Hill going to be here? Is Mike Muscala going to be here? He's in Barbados right now. Obviously, <laughs> a bunch of guys are not playing because you don't want to injure your product, right? And so are these guys, by the end of the week, I'm sorry, I didn't throw in Myers Leonard. Uh, are these guys going to be, by the way, so disappointing. Uh, doesn't even sound like he's going to suit up. Uh, are these guys going to be a member of the Oklahoma City Thunder? By, and everybody's going to ask us. They are. So get ready. What's your canned answer, Brandon? Uh, George Hill is gone. He's He's got too big a market. Too many teams are going to want him, playoff teams. He's gone. Mike Muscala, I think, is gone as well. He hasn't been playing. He's too good a player Randomly. to not play. Yeah, and so I, I think that Muscala, he has value. He's gone. Al Horford is the big mystery because he's really good and can help a lot of teams, but his contract is so big, he'll be hard to trade for. He hasn't been playing, though, and you can't just continue not playing in Al Horford, but if the plan is to lose games, you know, you might just have to trade him and not have to worry about what assets you get back. So Horford's a 50-50. The other guys are gone. I mean, Brandon hit it on the head. I mean, it's 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 those players. Uh, as much fun sense as it makes for Al Horford to be moved, I mean, the, the contract is just too big. And the amount of teams that could use Al Horford as... Like to put Al Horford in a situation where he can succeed the most to help out not only himself, but the team, there's two teams. It's Boston and Philly. And they're not... They either don't have what Oklahoma City wants, or they just don't want Al Horford. And uh, there's rumblings going around that Boston's actually trying to uh, engage in some some trade talks with Aaron Gordon with the or Orlando Magic. So if that's the case, then they're clearly going in a different direction. So George Hill, for sure, I would expect him uh, to be gone in the next few days. We're two days and 15 hours away from the trade deadline. But I will mention... I can see a scenario where the Thunder hold on to him just because he's got two years left on his d- this year or next year. Him as an expiring contract is just a little bit more attractive. So, All right, Brandon, tell me uh, where we can find your stuff. By the way, Brandon Rabar from the Daily Thunder. Uh, appreciate you stepping in whenever we needed somebody off the bench. Uh, you've been more... Uh, gosh darn it. You've been more James Harden than Dante, uh, Deontay Burton. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> I'll take that. I'll take that for sure. Uh, you can find me at dailythunder.com. Uh, find me on Twitter at Brandon Rabar. And be sure to listen to uh, the old man game with myself, Jerry, and John Ham. It's a multimedia experience. It's not really a podcast, Brady. That's you no, know, of course. Okay, what? you guys are like <laughs> many steps ahead of me. And laser, disc. I don't want to. I don't want to show my face off. Laser disc coming soon. Uh, where can we find your stuff, Brady? Yeah, OKC eighty two podcast. This will be up in the morning when Matt Burton gets here. He'll put up the uh, uh, the post game show on the OKC eighty two podcast feed. So shout out to Brandon Rabar for joining us and unofficially f- officially joining us on the OKC eighty two podcast. 
And if you like OU football talk, then join Keegan Renault and I uh, on the Inside OU podcast. We put that one out every Thursday. And then we also have a Patreon page that you can, of course, help us out. It's through the keyhole. It's just a extra fun rumor talk. Considering Chandler Morris is in the news, uh, Tuesday's show on Patreon is going to be pretty fun. All right, I'm TV's Jerry. I mean, go tell your mama. You already know what's up. My, my mother? Wow, well, now that I know. <laughs> now I know what's going on. I'll talk to her in nine and a half weeks. Uh, but, my, my. <laughs> But Poor to, Mrs. Ramsey. Just, you know what, Brandon? Brady Basinger. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, we'll play you out to the